WGR Sports Radio 550 presents. I want to take a moment to just say some heinous things about the uh, Tennessee Titans. Sure. Sports Talk Saturday. They are never a fun team to watch. Nope. They're, they play like they're in the 1980s. Their home run forward pass was a joke. That's right. I'm glad that they were one yard short, and their head coach has a punchable face. Oh, super punchable. Throws it downfield looking for Diggs. Diggs stops, and he makes the catch, and he's in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo, Stephon Diggs. The WGR Sports Radio 550. I've said it once. I'll say it yet again. You hear ska music, you can't be in a bad mood. <laughs> Corey. What? Yeah, you hear Scott music, you can't be in a bad mood. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm just saying, like, yeah, okay, all right, that's fine. If you like, if there's one thing, when they let's play the Dare Kramer obit game, like when you die, like the first thing in your obit is going to be, my man loves Scott music. Everybody said it. Everybody knew it. Everyone, everyone, just get moving. That's right. Just make gonna, it make it a party. There's going to just be a pair of like duck shoes and just like something that's like checkerboard. Like on your casket as they put you <laughs> into the ground, and then you'll, there'll be somebody's. There'll be somebody absolutely going wild by the side of your casket, like the boss tones as you they lower your <laughs> casket into the turf. Play some less than Jake. Just uh, get everyone up and moving. You know, for honestly, it. that would be, uh, be a pretty good funeral. Yeah, it would be exactly. You don't need people to be sad. Be be there to celebrate. That's right. Not celebrate obviously death itself, but celebrate the good things. The, the, yeah, that's the good right. times, mm-hmm. like us hating on the Titans. Derek Kramer, Corey Griswold, last hour here for you on Sports Talk Saturday. I've had a litany of guests. You can hear all of them on demand as well on our website at WGR550.com. Or you can even use the Rewind feature on the app. Go back. Listen to it. You can listen to our 25-minute hate-filled segment of why the Tennessee Titans are stupid and I hate them. You can listen to all of it. And we always appreciate you. We appreciate as well the uh, the amount of participation from the rest of the group, uh, from all of the listeners today, uh, sending in some sending in the angry tweets about the Titans as well. So I'm I'm happy to have been able to read all of those on the air. In addition, so now we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Before we go around the league, though, Corey had put up a rather interesting poll on I'm sorry, the station. All right. I'm sorry. Tweet on the station Twitter handle. Yeah, I said Twitter on purpose. Um, and it's it's a very interesting one because it's a very interesting situation to walk into. And I need to get it up. That's that's what I'm waiting for here. As I'm leaving everybody waiting, they're like, "What? What's the poll?" I'm still playing the football music for it. I mean, that's fair. I appreciate that. So the tweet reads as follows. There are four, no, there are five, by the way, large, unmarked, and unopened plastic bags of tortilla chips in the station kitchen area. Their origin and time of arrival is unknown. I can confirm this. I went out there and I counted. There are five of them. Okay, I, there, so, there was one hiding. Or yes, or, one hiding. Or, worst case scenario, another was brought. That could be the worst case scenario because, like, where do they keep coming from? Because there's not a lot of people in at a radio station on Saturday. Don't know if you know this. Yes. So, like, if one appeared magically and uh, we just lost contain on the kitchen area. So, uh, we've got a couple responses on this. I, I, I love these answers. The four choices. <laughs> oh yes, of, read the four choices. The four please. choices available for the our Twitter poll, which is still active. If you want to kill some time for yourself, 
Uh, Better than watching a Titans game. Four large, unmacked, and unopened plastic bags of tortilla chips in the station kitchen area. Their origin and arrival time is unknown. Your four choices. It's snack time. Uh, it's a trap called poison control. Who leaves that many chips? Those are your four options. So, uh, Mike D. answering with open one bag. Most of the time, if people leave the stuff there in the open, it's because they are leftovers from something, and they want other people to use them. If- I mean, I'm not arguing that those are probably leftovers. That seems plausible to me. Yes. Uh, so, ready? Dave L. saying, not going to kill you to try. Isn't that what interns are for? <laughs> I'm not. No. Ah! It's not. This, ain't, this is not Shocktober yet. <laughs> Like, I'm oh not boy. running a sh- This ain't a shock jock show. That's not what that is. <laughs> and I'm the producer. So I'm the guy who would probably have to try it in that situation. I got news for you. No. Um, so uh, McWallop saying lift one bag up slowly with one hand and while having a bag of sand approximately similar in weight. <laughs> Switch quickly. <laughs> There is actually, um, there are traps in the uh, Odyssey right. Studios. A giant so, bowling yeah, ball. Yeah, there is a, there's a giant rock ball that will crush us if we try anything silly uh so there it is yes the, the, they're, they're... if the table doesn't start sinking and the room remains stable you're good to go my man yeah, well the, i <laughs> when i saw them i d- it did not cross my mind that they might be ancient idols of a lost civilization and then of course our own howard simon uh grabbing this and says ask someone at one of the other stations to try some if they don't get sick we're good to go it's that the other person would not be howard who's notorious for just basically eating very few food groups. It's not going to be Paul, or it's not going to be Howard. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Howard because no. yeah, no, it's it's not chicken fingers. It's I, not. And uh, to be fair, I have not. There's been some people. There's some back and forth. There's traffic in our hallway. We got big windows that season. I have not seen anybody walking by with one of those bags open, plowing through them. Like, I, we also are here on a Saturday. We're it. Yeah, there's no action on the We're street. We're it. So, um, so I might go down the hall, bug Frank, our Curie, and uh, make him try hey, one Hey, you want to try these? We have no idea where they came from or how old they are. <laughs> They're probably not that old, but it's a fascinating situation to walk into. When they, I came into the station, I thought I might have seen, like, condensation on the inside of them, which I don't even know how. Like, they had been hot, and then they weren't, and the moisture got... Whatever. But I'm, I can't verify it. I got here very early in the morning, and I'm old. But, like... My GI track ain't built for this anymore. This isn't college. I can't, like, just cram a drink in my throat that somebody handed me that's probably got, like, four loco and Robitussin in it. Like, I, I can't <laughs> function that way anymore. Yeah, no, we're in this thing called our 30s. And, uh, <laughs> I should be dead. Like, I, I, I lived older than Alexander the Great. Like, the clock's ticking. <laughs> so I'm not, I, don't have, I don't have probably the stamina to be able to just adventurously try yeah. food that might have been bad. I mean, adventurously might be a little far for an unopened bag of tortilla chips. Um, like, if I start eating food that's unmarked and might have gone spoiled, Big Lou's ad commercials for insurance is going to start talking to me. I'm the guy he's talking to. <laughs> oh, boy. So here's the thing that happens if every you've time been, I... If you've never smoked and you've only tried one maybe spoiled bag of tortilla chips, you might only pay $20 a month for health insurance. That's going to be me. Be like Lou. He's on bag number two. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I host, something goes off the rails, and here we are, baby. (laughs) Oh, my God. So, (laughs) the the thing working in the bag's favor, they appear to be unopened. I'm pretty sure they've never been touched. Yes. So, whatever air got in there is still in there. 
Right. However, but they're not sealed. They've also never been touched. So, like, and we work in a radio station, like, this, this place is full of people who are borderline feral. Like, you put food out <laughs> on that table, like, it's not sticking around. So, so, every single person who works at this station. I think Corey's trying to break me. Every right single person who works at this station <laughs> walked right past those bags <laughs> of chips and consciously said, no. Ever, all of them. We don't know how many that is, though. You've heard the airwaves. Like, we know who we're talking about here. Yes. Like, that, am I going against the, all, all the grain here at the station to do that? No. I. Yeah. I, I, but again, I don't know. Like, again, their origin, we don't know where they came That's from. That's right. Because now I'm into the question, the answer number four. Who leaves all these chips? Why would, is something wrong? What has gone wrong? Why, are why all, did they, why were they given to us? Yeah, nobody's taking them for the road. Like, nobody's just going to get yeah, some road chips working? Yeah, seriously, a bag of tortilla chips? Like, you got a Bills game on Monday night. Stat- grab them, stash them. That's right. Nondescript. Like, our, our man Frank here, who's running the board over at WB and walking Again, by. borderline feral. But got his own bag of snacks. He's got his own lunch. He's ready to go. There's no tortilla chips involved. He was hungry. Clearly hungry. Has food he brought. Walked right past free <laughs> at least... <laughs> Maybe 2,000 total tortilla chips in five separate bags and said no. What if I told you that's not the weirdest amount of food that has been on those tables at uh, at the stations? We've seen some wild food at this table. I saw 25 loaves of bread once. Listen. Walking in on a Saturday, there was just bread. Did I take any? No. Started out as fishes. And then our and our Lord and Savior stopped by. He had some hot takes he wanted to drop on BEN and turned it all into loaves for us. Still staying out there. If if the Lord turns a fish into bread in a basket in front of you, you've got to eat the bread. You can't just be like, that was a fish before. I'm not touching it. I know, I know where that fish has been. What are you doing, you creep? I'm not touching that. You it's You've got to eat the bread, my man. You've got to take the loaf. So... No, I didn't want to take that loaf. See? Like, why is it here? It's just, I don't know how you can... You can't reject the hand that feeds you, especially if that hand is half divine. So you, you have to eat the loaf. But the chips aren't anything like that. We don't know where they came from. I mean, they're Eucharist adjacent. But, like, I don't know how those end up there and just nobody wants them. Nobody wants them? Nobody. I'm not giving away. I'm, we're not giving them away in the contest line. We're not doing something stupid like that. We don't. We, that's what we used to yeah, do. Yeah, those are unmarked lines. bags of chips. Yes. We're not going to be liable for anything here. Not going to be held responsible for what's in these bags. Like it's already a stretch that I'm going to make Frank eat one of these chips. That's right. Is this a social experiment? Are we? Is this a trap? I don't Which know. Is, now we're in the. Now we're in the quest. Answer number two. I don't. Are we being trapped? I'm not being trapped. I'm not taking them. That's right. We can't, we can't trap me if I don't take the bait. Let alone, I don't want to be. Chased by a boulder. I did look up and there was no cage over them. There was just waiting to drop. And like when I go, we just, just like mice. We, we got another producer. Make him work all day. Oh, no. Oh, God. His lunch is the chips. I got I to gotta cut Big Ten sports audio. I, like, I, again. <laughs> Don't let him leave. Like, I'm, on the way out, I'm going to be thinking about it. I have not reached a decision. Ben, what kind of bed? There's a cot in the corner. That's right. There is a, actually, there is probably a cot in the corner someplace <laughs> around here. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I have no idea what to I do with I do know chips. that we just derailed the entire third hour. We're going to complain about the Titans. We can do that in a little bit. I mean, that's a good point, but I just like took, we just took TNT to this segment beautifully. <laughs> I don't know. 803-0550. Chips, yes, no? 
Call the number. Call the hotline. Call, yeah, go ahead. Let us know. Are we... <laughs> Are, like the Bills injuries in preseason, they, are we too worried about this? They let me back to this station to do specifically this. I, they could have said no. I couldn't have been more thankful. They could have said no. I, I don't have, have to more do this. Anybody else? We have plenty of people here. They let like, me host, okay? So it, there's worse decisions that have been made. They, there's plenty of ways to I stop I got caught in one of those cages middle. before, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So. <laughs> Boy. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going to throw this segment away. We're going to go to break. We'll come back and we'll bounce around the league in a little bit here on WGR. When we go into heavy NFL music, it means one of two things. We're talking about bagged, mysterious tortilla chips, or we're talking around the league That's right. on Sports Talk Saturday here. Derek Kramer, Corey Griswold, we're hanging out with you as uh, we wrap up the third hour in a nice little bow. Why? We're going to hear from uh, Trey Wingo in the last segment. He was with Mike and Chris yesterday as well. Meanwhile, tonight, Sabres, Devils, and the Prospects Challenge, Paul Hamilton, Brian Koziel, they will be on the play-by-play action right here on WGR as well. So, Corey, let's bounce around the league. Let's uh, let's see what the rest of this NFL has got it's for a, us. another NFL Sunday where you are not obligated to do much anything. Can the 1 o'clock games match the intensity and crack cocaine energy <laughs> that they had last week? Disgusting. Corey. Yes. Every game at the 1 o'clock was just chaos at the end. At the Like, everything. The Falcons choked again in... Yet another awe-inspiring performance. The Titans and Colts decided, nah, we don't want to win football. Uh, The Browns and Steelers, I mean, the Bengals and Steelers were doing the same thing. And yet, with all the missed field goals that happened, the Browns of all teams hit a 59er to go home winners. You know, I went to New Orleans uh, around Memorial Day, and I had never seen so many references to the Falcons blowing a 27-3 lead against the Patriots. 28. 28. Um, against the Patriots in my life, in a f- and it's New Orleans fans letting them know. Like yeah. it was just Saints fans oh, celebrating. Rivals let you know. So they must have been having so much fun. Um, oh my god! Last week and yes. one for Saints fans. Yeah, because it was another one. It was ninety-seven point six percent chance to win, and the Falcons derped it. Yep, that's correct. It's what they do. It's their signature piece. So we go around the league now. Uh, we're going to get some quick hits on all this stuff. A game to avoid. Uh, Jets Browns. We're gonna get Joe Flacco versus Jacoby Brissett. That's the pr- that's the prime time money, baby. <sighs> As in, my money should be spent on anything else. Absolutely. Uh, Washington and Detroit. That one actually has a little bit of flair to it. I think Detroit's a scrappy bunch. Uh, Washington can beat bad teams, as shown. Do we have to? No, we don't Is have to watch it, any of but these. But like, should we watch Detroit Lions football? I mean, it's better than Titans football. I mean, I'm happy. For, I don't want. I don't want Detroit to be bad. I want to right. make that clear. Like, it would be cool if Detroit was good. Yeah. I mean, Jared Goff kind of makes things a little more mundane, but at the same time, they're a scrappy bunch and they're exciting. Right. Um, if not inconsistent as all heck, uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans, as the Bucks are just injured to hell and back. Uh, how's Tom Brady going to get through this with another offensive lineman on the injury report? Uh, Chris Godwin's out. 
Evans and Julio Jones are questionable. Fournette's questionable. What are they doing? The good news is is that uh, Tom- they already lost two offensive linemen in training camp. Like it's starters, by the way. Yep. Like w- what's going on there? If Tom Brady gets hurt, it's clear he knows where to get good work done. Yeah, so he he'll be taken care of. Um, I what was with his like his face like like a, I mean has he lost weight? No, his face looks like a nineties. Probably had reconstructive surgery. I'm trying to like mush it together like his was. Age gracefully. How about that, buddy? How about you do that? Just go gray. It's fine. No, I'm with Joe DiBiase on this one. When he came back, uh, I hope that he starts to play terrible. <laughs> like it is in my heart of hearts. I mean, I, he can win games. And throw for like three thousand five hundred yards for like the first time since like two thousand two. I mean, he's he's a sociopath. I don't know. I hate it. Um, I don't. It, it, I hope you suck. They as the Dell as the Cowboys defense good. I mean, that's the that's the trick here because like yes the. Wait, yes, the Cowboys, Bucks are down, we... but like I'm thinking of last oh, week yeah, when yeah. the Bucks played the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they hold that offense of the Bucks down on purpose, or was it just the Bucks not firing like they should? I think it's their quarterback was gone for 21 days during training camp. So we'll find out. I don't, I don't know how they're going to handle it, all the injuries being out. Maybe they'll be fine. Yeah. Maybe Brady will be fine. Maybe he won't be. I I don't. I no longer know where the cliff is for Brady. I don't, and I'm just not going to predict that it's coming. I don't know. He yeah. seems fine all the time, I, and he shouldn't be. Thanks, I hate it. Um, he, you know what his secret is? He didn't eat the tortilla chips. Listen, I, I can't argue the logic. <laughs> you, I, if I held out a bag that unmarked, unbarcoded, that was asked, <laughs> unbarcoded tortilla chips to Tom Brady, do you think he's just grabbing a stack? He's just he's not even a grabbing stack? a chip. Not doing it. But of course, I'm not going to live my life for what uh, on the basis of what would Tom Brady do because that would be never eating a strawberry. Would Russell Wilson eat these chips? They don't have nano bubbles. I mean, do they say Broncos country? Let's ride. <laughs> do the chips themselves talk? Yeah, <laughs> I don't think so. What if he thinks they do? <laughs> <laughs> Kyrie Irving, we know where those chips came from. Oh man, uh, so Bills Junior versus Bills South, Carolina and the Giants. Yeah, that's a that's a mid off. Take the Giants. I mean, yeah, maybe their quarterback would, stinks, but whatever. I'll take the Giants. Yeah, no, I, I would like to see Dayball doing well. Yes, I, I'd be happy for him. So yeah, sure, why not? Let's see if they can do that. Uh, New England and Pittsburgh—that's just going to be sloppy football. The Patriots decided that pencil ear was their best bet for an offensive play caller, and predictably, they stunk. Everybody was going to say, this "Oh is my the god, the, this is the year the Steelers fall apart, and they're going to be two and zero. They're going to, yeah, they're just going to be like the ugly, like that game. I'm not like when, I'm, do, when do we see the Steelers? It's soon, isn't it's it? It's soon. Is uh, it week five? I think it's week five. So are they going to be four and zero? Hang on, let's see their schedule. Ba- I, Battle of the them. unbeaten Steelers I've, Bills. Just like everybody drew I've it up. I've got them pulled up here. Oh, they might be. They get the Patriots, the Browns, and Jets before Buffalo. Yeah, they might be 4-0. Yeah, they're dealing with Mac Jones, Jacoby Brissett, and Joe Flacco. Because Wilson's not back for that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even if Zach Wilson was a prime name to look out for, be dangerous. Um, but they do not have TJ Watt. What's Joe Flacco's record against the Steelers? It can't be bad. No, he, he like it's probably very inconsistent and uneven, like his whole career. Right. Uh, but this iteration of Joe Flacco is just bad. <laughs> this so <laughs> like this Dr. Joe who, Flacco is Joe not Flacco's. good. Um, it's okay. So yeah, no, the Steelers might actually be unbeaten by the time they beat the, by the time they meet the Bills. Um, Indianapolis and Jacksonville. 
I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Can't, can't make me. No, you, you're right. I can't make <laughs> you, but it's a better option than watching the Tennessee Titans willingly. <laughs> which I have to. Uh, which we have to. Uh, but I'm intrigued to see how Trevor Lawrence does here. Uh, against Indy, there's no... Uh, Leonard's out. So there's your ace in the entire defense. Michael Pittman's out. What is the state of Trevor Lawrence? Where are we on him? Because he's, um, he's the the. I don't think anybody had said that he there was a troubling prospect or anything. Everything was like he should be fine. Yeah, the thing is that out. he had to walk into Urban Meyer's dance bar. Can it is could disgusting? Could Urban could that have been that bad? Like it could. It was that bad, I think. And it's, it, it makes the Buffalo Bills losing to them last year even more hilarious. But good times. Yeah, uh, but I think, though, that this is just – I saw a lot of promise from them against Washington. Not a good team, of course, but a couple of bad drops, a couple of plays that got away from them. Yeah, I heard uh, – And the difference between the Bills and the Jaguars right now is those bad plays, the Bills it, are talented enough to go ahead talent. and not come, not just come back from them, but run rough shot over you. Uh, I mean, I heard uh, Shop and the Bulldog talk about this this week. And uh, they had said, like, they were watching uh, the Jaguars and just Trevor Lawrence making just, like, incredibly bad throws. Yeah. Just, like, being bad at quarterback, which he still has some decision-making flaws. Like, it's mostly when he's under duress. Like, he's still trying to do the Josh Allen year one thing where he's like, screw it, I'm going to throw it anyway. You know who else was making bad throws before he got hurt was Justin Herbert. Mm-hmm. Like Herbert against the Chiefs was also like that he made pick great six throw. was terrible. Made great throws, but also like threw it at the threw it like way outside where his receiver he hit were. that man just in the missed. chest. Yeah, just totally missed. Not only that, but like he stared him down and then hit the corner in the chest. Right. So and that was a terrible play. Yeah, I, I all these things keep making me realize how spoiled we are in the current state of quarterbacking play. We are with where Allen is. There's no guarantee. And he has even to stay Allen there. got duped last week that's right but uh, like, like, it was a great play by troy hill shadowing and not quite being there and still four incompletions yeah <laughs> four incompletions three of them were caught think about that three of them were caught fine all right oh, excuse me two of them two of them were caught whatever sure Things he threw great. two picks but like the, there were only two passes from josh allen that hit the ground right we're i we are know. spoiled yeah victory disease um miami baltimore i am Kind of excited for this game. This one should show how far the Dolphins really have come. Yes. And if Baltimore is back. Uh, one of these fan bases is going to get obnoxious real quick. <laughs> as, 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 as Considering uh, the past two and a half hours of radio here on this station, welcome aboard. <laughs> so um, that's the 1 o'clock slate. Uh, I don't think it's going to be as chaotic as week one was. They, you can't match that. What do we get here? What's our broadcast? Uh, it's going to be the Patriots. Because that's what I want. I would have much rather have had Baltimore and, and Miami. Honestly. New England's slowly turning into the Tennessee Titans offense, actually. So, I mean, I'll watch the Patriots get hosed. Man, that's like, slander right there, I might be saying. But honestly, the game that's more interesting to me there is Dolphins. Dolphins-Ravens uh, Dolphins, Dolphins, absolutely is more interesting. Um, whereas New England-Pittsburgh, we're having another mid-off. Right. I, I, I am, it's a mid-off. I think I know Pittsburgh's better than New England. Their defense is definitely better and will make problems. If they cause problems for the Cincy offense, Mac Jones is going to have a terrible day. That's right. Because he's got pencil ear calling the plays again. If New England wins against Pittsburgh, I do not change my opinion of New England. No. If Miami wins against the Ravens, I might change my opinion of both. 
So there's more at play in that game than there is for me against with Pittsburgh and New England. I would agree. So the 4 o'clock games, uh, a lot of, of course, your, your West teams going on here. There's a lot more of them uh, this week, actually. So we got L.A. Atlanta. That shouldn't be close. Um, Seattle San Fran. For some reason, Trey Lance is getting this hot seat treatment that should not be there after his first NFL start. They played in... In, in Atlantis. They played in Atlantis. <laughs> they played underwater. It was it was egregious. How dare Trey Lance be terrible while playing at the water park? There is still a path for Seattle to do the same thing they did to to Denver. There is. You're absolutely right. It's just I love that there's already this scrutiny and then people are like, people are saying, oh, Trey Lance, uh, he's looking exactly how Josh Allen did. No, dude played at the water park. I mean, like to see to hear. Why is he getting a hot seat already? Because pe- handsome quarterback. That's just meh. To hear people use the freak of nature that is Josh Allen's growth as an NFL quarterback and say like, well, this um, other idiot who can't throw football <laughs> can also become Josh Allen. Really, to hear like the kind of mental yeah. logic that they're doing to make that happen. I. It's cool to see not only the the to to put the the head of bills put other teams in the pretzel logic that gets them trapped, right? To, the, to just destroy front offices and all of their scouting to see, like, how did they figure that out? we got to figure it out. No, our guy can be Josh Allen. We have to figure out how they do it. Yeah. Like, they're trying to no, crack the No, the, the thing is, is like, like, the NFL is a copycat league. The problem is that you're copycatting one of the best prospect-to-flourishing developments that you've ever seen. That's not replicable. That it, Having two tight ends run roughshod on you, like Gronkowski and Hernandez, that you can find. Trying to become more of a passing offense and mixing a, mixing in concepts, trying to beat them horizontally. That you can do. You can scheme those things. You can't replicate verbatim the development of someone who said was a who was said to be a parody of a prospect, and that if he succeeds, he has beaten math itself. You can't take that and go, oh, we'll do that. Right. Because yeah. it's not just about the traits of a quarterback, of a prospect. It is about the team environment that they are in and the coaching style that they have. Kyle Shanahan does not have the patience right now to go ahead and try to develop this long game style because he's got Jimmy Garoppolo. The 49ers aren't going to do this because they signed Garoppolo to an extension. Yeah, I mean, all of this stuff is also funny based on Allen's personality. Like because he is a huge nerd, as like the sound he's on the side. He's a retriever, yeah. and we all love him. We're gonna watch. It's like all these NFL teams are watching an agility dog run around on the football field, and they're looking at each other like, "We can make our guy do that." Right? Yeah, we can absolutely turn our. That's what they're trying to do, and it's just not how this works. That's no, not how this works. It's not when you have a prospect that writers have said you have to beat math itself for him to succeed. Don't try to replicate that. What the Bills did was bold. It worked. Don't do it. And the amount of work Stay that Allen, away. Allen had to do himself to like yes. understand his own throwing motion, understand his own process, the kind of the like, coaching that Jordan Palmer did with him, but also his Ken own Dorsey, his like, own work and understanding it, and knowing yes. the, what to do and what to fi- and what to fix. Again, that stuff you rarely see that kind of development from an individual to be able to approach their own learning that way. Yeah. So it's it's easy to say like, look what the Bills did. Look what you know his his team was. It's Allen himself. It's weird. Has man. to be able to hear it, process it, and make it work. Like, there really isn't another example of someone learning so well at a, maybe one of the hardest positions to learn something in pro sports 
and to grow that far. It's absurd to be able to do what he did. Yeah. As as a learner. The growth curve is insane. The development track is insane. The fact that he went from parody of a prospect to this. Nobody has written parody of a prospect on Zach Wilson, on Trey Lance. That the words haven't been uttered. No, I don't I, Good luck. Good luck. Good, good luck. luck. Good luck replicating it. Good luck. Uh, back to the games, by the way. Uh, Cincinnati-Dallas. Oh, boy. Cooper Rush is playing quarterback. What is Cooper Rush? Uh, that sounds like a knockoff of, like, big-time Rush. It, I don't know. Uh, Cooper Rush does sound like he's the star of a USA Network series from, like, the late 90s. Like, like Characters Welcome, right? Cooper, Cooper Rush. <laughs> Thursdays <laughs> right. at 3 o'clock on He's a cop, and he's got wisecracks. Like, that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> exactly. Um. Houston, Denver, Broncos country, let's ride. Uh, I, I, I mean, I would imagine the Broncos bounce back from what was a... <laughs> I mean, the Bills don't seem to be affected by 13 seconds at all. We are as fans. Like, right. Like, but like the Bills, the, the Bills themselves don't care. Like, yeah. it's, like it never happened. Like that team, again, just losing the way they did in the city they did with the quarterback they Yeah, did. do they try a 64-yard field goal again? Probably not, because the coach actually admitted, yeah, I screwed up. That, like that... We'll see how Which, they were. By the way, big on a coach for actually saying those words. True, but we'll see how we'll see what their fortitude is. Like we'll see if they act. Like the Bills have always seemed under control on the sidelines, like well organized. Yeah. Everybody knows what they're doing, but also hyped when every good thing happens. And the the Broncos looked like they were really struggling all game to be like to get the car yeah. to start. Like they just always looked like what's football? What is this? Is this? Oh god, the red gotta, zone woes. The There's no keeps, way somebody stops. The clock keeps running. What do we do? Like, Law of averages says they don't screw up in the red zone like that again. If Law they, of averages. There's no way you fumbled twice. If your sideline is chaotic, those things are difficult to solve. Like you don't usually. That's a product of organization. That's a product of your coaching staff. That's a product of how you approach. You know, organizing the game of football before you even get to the field. Last of the four o'clock games: Arizona and Vegas. Uh, Las Vegas. I think like Devonta Adams. That's a nice get. He's good, and I think that that's going to be a lot more fun this time around than Week One, mm-hmm. uh, because Arizona looks like a organizationally they're a mess. Stink. Absolutely stink. They're a mess. And the fact that there's no DeAndre Hopkins to help out Kyler Murray, the scrutiny Murray is getting under with the weird contract stipulations that got removed, and that Cliff Kingsbury is not that good of a coach. I could expect, I, I'm going to expect the Raiders to beat the bricks off of him. Yeah. And that's the Raiders. And Josh McDaniel. Yeah. That's right. Um, heading to Sunday Night Football, Chicago, Green Bay. <sighs> Man, Pack do not like week one. They don't. Where is that it in Green Bay? Yeah, it's in Green Bay, but like they don't like Week One like ever. <laughs> I I don't I don't know what to make of them. They're slow starters. They really are. Um, but then they go and rifle off 12, That's 13 right. wins right. like it's and no it, problem. It's all live or die by the quarterback. Yeah. Rodgers runs extremely hot or cold. Yeah, and now we're gonna see just how cold because I mean the Bears are this team that nobody predicts to win a lot of football games. Right. And if Green Bay looks like looks like what they did last week against the Vikings, uh, there's gonna be some fun to be had. Of course, we got Bills, Titans, and mm-hmm. then after that, uh, well, at, not after, during that, uh, the NFL just going right into the NHL's playbook of putting two primetime games overlapping each other. Uh, did they talk to Gary Bettman about this, and he said it was a good idea? I don't know. But we've got Minnesota, Philadelphia. I like these two teams. They're interesting because of how good they could be in an NFC that can be had by anybody. Right. Uh, the AFC is seen to be stacked. But the thing is, after week one, it looks like the usual suspects are the ones at the top again, the Bills and the Chiefs. This, though, 
is an NFC, especially with what Minnesota did to Green Bay. Yeah, now that ought to be in, like I want to see what these two teams can do against each other. Um, is Philly this, did also is, struggle a little bit with the Lions, is but that this might the have first to... year for Minnesota's coach, or was he there yes. last year too? No, it's a, this is the, this is year one. It's so much of like they got rid of Mike Zimmer, yes. and that's the most interesting part the about thing, that team. It's so much of like addition by subtraction. Exactly. Is it like if you if a coach is like got it together mostly, and you let the talent play like. It, you got You just have to see that work before you you can judge it. And it did feel like for a while in Minnesota that the coach was getting in the way. So if the coach doesn't get in the way, there Minnesota suddenly becomes much more competitive, even if the, even if it's Kirk Cousins. All right. So Trey Ringo was on with Shopin Bulldog yesterday. We're gonna give you that one in the final segment to wrap up Sports Talk Saturday. Put a nice little bow on today. And again, I'm gonna say this while I have the chance. Thank you to every one of my guests that joined me today. Greg Thompson kicking things off. Matt Beauvais following up right after that. John Price on with us at the 11.50 segment. And, of course, Joe Yurden joining us in the previous hour talking Sabres prospects. Paul Hamilton and Brian Cozio are calling the game tonight for Sabres versus Devils down at Harbor Center. Go on down there if you want to catch some of these guys. Yuri Kulich looks like he is playing tonight. Matt Savoy, he's a hot prospect for you. You can see some of the guys that if you – Plan on going to a lot of Amherst games this year. This is a forward core that you're going to want to pay attention to. So get on down there. Go take in some hockey. Before you know it, training camp's going to be here. Let's get out of here. Trey Wingo on the other side. Sports Talk Saturday. You've been listening to WGR.